This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What has been the most underwhelming landmark you've ever visited? 651-641-1071. You've gone on a trip. You're very excited. You've been planning on seeing the Mona Lisa. And then you get there and you thought it was going to be bigger. Or you thought you could get closer. 651-641-1071. What is the most underwhelming landmark you've ever visited. We're taking your calls on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley's on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. I got to turn on my mic. It's, <laughs> it's like step one <laughs> of the conversation. Why are we asking this question this afternoon? Okay. Colleen? Thank you for asking Holly. Okay. So I was looking on the Twitter machine and I saw somebody <laughs> Lawrence, Wright. Actually it was uh, tweeted Plymouth Rock has to be one of the most unremarkable artifacts of American history. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, I've never visited Plymouth Rock. So I was unawares that Plymouth Rock is literally like a boulder. And it does not appear to be very large. In my mind, the pilgrims, when they docked, uh, you know, here on our shores, they stepped onto a large rock and said, this is America. I don't know what they said. Plymouth Rock is literally probably three feet long and maybe two. No, maybe it's yeah, like three feet wide and maybe two feet or three, two feet wide and like three feet long. It's a small, small landmark. And I did not know. I never even thought about Plymouth Rock as an actual physical rock. Rock. <laughs> right? And then looking at that picture, it was totally one of these. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like people go to visit that. That's nice. So 651-641-1071. What has been the most unremarkable landmark you have visited? Let's go to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Thank you for holding. Cindy, what's been the most unremarkable landmark you've visited? The Alamo. Okay, so I hear this about the Alamo. What's unremarkable about it? Well, you see it on movies and TV and stuff, and it's this fort out in the wilderness of Texas. expected to be as big as Fort Snelling. Um, It is less than two blocks by two blocks, and it is right downtown San Antonio. If you look to the right, to the left behind you, it is nothing but commercial um, property. There's a huge hotel. There's Ripley's, believe it or not. The first time I was there, I turned 180 degrees and looked at the Burger King, and I was like, um, "This, this should, this should be in the out in the country." Right. <laughs> That's bizarre. No, I've heard that about it, but I've never investigated further. But now, as I'm looking at pictures on the Street View. Yep, yep, it's just sort of surrounded by city. 
Exactly. <laughs> right downtown. Might as well be at Fist and Hennepin. Oh, that is so wild. Cindy, thank you for your call. The Alamo was the most unremarkable landmark she's ever she visited. Probably didn't even get to go into the basement. Nobody gets to the basement. <laughs> Let's go to Gina. We've got Gina on the line. Hi, Gina. What's been the most unremarkable landmark you've visited? Well, Cindy took my answer. It was the Alamo. Did, did you feel the same way? Like it was just completely not what you expected? Absolutely. It was a joke when like, you this is it what, did you tour it too like how long did the tour take the tour takes about 10 minutes <laughs> and then there you are at the and alamo that's, that's including the video oh my goodness well did yes, you have did you have fun there otherwise i sure did okay good sure that's did. that's what matters the river walk is awesome. Okay, good. So there's yeah. other things to do there. You got Absolutely. the Alamo done within 10 minutes, and then you had time to do other things. <laughs> That's right. For sure. Skip it all together. You can just watch a YouTube video about it. Thank you, Gina. <laughs> or you can ask Phil Collins about I it. Trust, because he has a whole lot of artifacts. Yeah, from the Alamo. I love him for I wonder that. what Phil Collins' opinion is on the Alamo. I, I guess well, we'll apparently he loves him. it. Apparently he's real. He remembers it a lot. He does. Uh, Marley's on the line. Let's go to Marley. Hi, Marley. What's been the most unremarkable landmark you've visited? We went to Yellowstone National Park to see Old Faithful and waited 30 minutes for water to shoot out of the ground. And I have to say it wasn't very remarkable. Really? Because I've always had this on my list, too. But so you just sort of sit there and you wait and you've seen probably so many videos of it. And then suddenly the water comes and you just go, yay. Is that kind of- <laughs> yeah. the lower like, I mean, Yellowstone's beautiful, but it just wasn't all the hype up that we were expecting. Yeah. I think that happens so often. We build things up in our mind, and then you get there, and you're like, well, this, I saw this already. Exactly. And after, like, 30 minutes, you're like, yeah, two minutes is good enough for me. Moving on. <laughs> Marley, thank you for your call. She says you can skip Old Faithful. Oh. I mean, it oh. always shows up right on time, but meh. Um, Janice <laughs> is on the line. Hi, Janice. Janice, what's been the most unremarkable landmark you've ever visited? So this is the day for duplicates because I also thought the Plymouth Rock was extremely unremarkable. I went to summer school out in Rhode Island when I was like 18, 19 years old. Uh And one of our side trips was going to Plymouth Rock. And I was, I thought, well, this is going to be so amazing. I mean, that's big history. It's a tiny little boulder (laughs) behind a big cage that you can't get close to. And I'm like, this is it. I was expecting like like a skyscraper size boulder or something amazing. And it was very, it was very, I would never go see it just to see the Plymouth Rock. It was dull. Okay, Janice, I have another question before we let let you go. Because I'm curious about like how they, how they tell the story of it when you go to visit it. Because how do they know that that was, that's a small rock for them to land on? Yes. So did they, how did, like, did they, say how they identified that that was the rock or do you think they just sort of arbitrarily thought well that'll do 
That's a really good question. <laughs> Unfortunately, my memory is not good, that good. I'm in my 50s now, and that was when I was Well, and it was so unremarkable. So. <laughs> you didn't need to keep it. So that's fine. Yes, I didn't need to keep it in my memory banks whatsoever. I'm glad you got rid of it, Janice. You made room for so many other great, wonderful memories. Thank you. Exactly. For, thank you for your call. And let's go to Chase. Chase will have the final word. Hi, Chase. What's been the most unremarkable landmark you've ever visited? It's not really a landmark, but it's this place called the Lost Temple in the Wisconsin Dells. Oh, yeah. I drove past it like 15 times as a kid, was so excited when I was finally an adult and I could go there. (laughs) And it's just like a tourist trap spot. Yeah, I totally get that because I feel that way. I haven't been there, but about the wonder spot that's also in the Wisconsin Dells. And I'm like, nobody's ever taken me there. Someday when I have children, I'm going to go there. And then as an adult, when I drove by, I was like, I don't know if we need to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A little yikes there. Thank you, Chase. Thank you for Uh, your call. Holly. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? Well, mine was the one that you used as an example on the onset. It's the Mona Lisa at the Louvre. Right. It's not that the Mona Lisa itself is underwhelming. Right. However, you cannot have an intimate audience with that piece of art. There are too many people there. It is more like, sure, I'm sharing air and I'm bearing witness to this piece of art, but not in any significantly meaningful way. No, if you want to get close enough to it to really, like spend time with it yeah. you gotta elbow pe- it, it's uncomfortable well it's uncomfortable and then there, just the, the whole thing there are so many other works of art that you can actually have a personal conversation right. with uh, but the Mona Lisa ain't it that's Mm-mm. not on the list no um, I will tell you okay uh, the thing that I will say because I would have also said the Mona Lisa but I will go to a def- another one um, for me it was Mount Rushmore yeah. It's cool. Yeah. There are cool things about it. I thought it was going to be way bigger, maybe. Yeah. And honestly, and I've gotten in arguments with people about this. I'm not interested in getting in an argument about this at all. But I find White Horse, White Horse to be more spectacular. Mm-hmm. So just, or not White Horse, Crazy Horse. Yes. Crazy Horse. Know what you mean. Know what you mean. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, any whoosie whatsie. Thank you, everybody, for sharing and also giving us better travel plans. Thank you. Because now I know what I can avoid. All right. No, we're never going to the Alamo. We shan't be going. We shan't be going. Sorry, Phil Collins. He'll be fine. Uh, When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we missed a very important piece of the Sly Stallone divorce drama. And I'm actually personally ashamed, Holly. I don't know if you are. Yes, I'm also okay. Ashamed. Well, we're gonna we're gonna resolve that shame when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Okay, we are embarrassed. That's just the only way to say it on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Trainer's not embarrassed. He's on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are embarrassed. No, it's fine. Bradley's not thinking about this, but I don't know, Colleen. How we. I, I'm just going to take ownership for myself. But no, I no, <laughs> no. I am with you, Holly. Okay. I missed it, too. Missed the fact that Sylvester Stallone, Jennifer Flavin, his wife of decades, announced that they're getting a divorce last month. But we missed the critical news that they are getting a divorce in the midst of them filming a family reality television show. Okay. What? 
Yeah. Also, what ne- is this head. like? What do we know about this uh, reality show? Is it on a certain network? Ye- well, yes, so for we, sure. Well, yeah, by all means. Uh, so some of the details right now that we have about this reality show. So Sylvester Stallone was talking about this, filming this project on a red carpet earlier this summer. Now, it seems like this is all part of Sylvester Stallone's overall deal over at Paramount+. Mm. Plus. Uh, he has his new show, Tulsa King, which is going to be debuting later this year. This is his new TV project with Tyler Sheridan, the creator of Yellowstone, among other television Sure, that shows. makes sense. So, he was talking about it. Him, Jennifer, soon-to-be ex-wife, and his daughters are all part of this reality show, and it's been filming in South Florida. Mm. Who? How old are his daughters? Uh, Do we know? Early 20s. Okay. Late teens. Young adults. Okay. And this isn't Sylvester Stallone's first foray into reality television. I mean, he was doing it in the mid-2000s with a show called The Contender, which was a reality-based sports... Yes! I remember that! Yeah! He's also done shows um, over on Netflix called Ultimate Beastmaster. Okay. It's not... <laughs> it, I know. He, he is an executive oh. producer... Of that show, and it's a sports entertainment reality show, which has a is an obstacle course competition show. Okay, so, so but this one is definitely a family. I mean, they're not like doing obstacle courses in their family. This is an no, actual like this Osborne's is, style family reality show. Exactly that they were in the midst of filming. Yes, that they were in the midst of filming. And it will debut on Paramount Plus sometime in the near future. Okay, now, well, I have so many thoughts about this. Yeah, so uh, we don't know when this is going to be happening. Now, they're calling it a docu-series. I oh. like to call this a reality yeah, show. Yeah, I doubt it's a docu-series. Yeah. So, uh, this was just kind of buried in some of the news about Sylvester Stallone and Jennifer Flavin going through their marital woes. And then uh, eventually it was announced that they were getting divorced because Sylvester Stallone, well, remember the news that he got the tattoo of Jennifer Flavin's face on his arm covered up with a picture of a dog butt kiss from the Rocky movie series. You can read into that what you will. I think I just did. Woof. Literally. Um, so this is okay, so I'll tell you what my first thought was. And and it was it was half baked, and so it's probably actually not the best one, but I'm thinking about the timing and I'm this is not a tinfoil hat thing. I'm actually thinking that of the timing of this divorce announcement, that they could have leveraged that to promote the show a little bit uh-huh. but you must they must this may be one of those pulling the curtains back you're not gonna see the the conflict in this show well it's just like taking a page from the kardashian jenner right. space time continuum there's actual legitimate drama happening in the family they might not necessarily want that to be a part of the reality show narrative yeah but the read from this is that definitely this Sylvester Stallone reality show, using this as a platform to launch his daughters Sophia, Sistine, and Scarlett 
into the celebrity verse. Which, you know what? This is not the first time we've seen that happen. We've seen that happen. Uh, that's actually one of the biggest reasons to do a reality show this for goes, celebrities like this. This goes back all the way to Hulk Hogan and his back daughter, Brooke. my day. And Hogan knows yes. best. I mean, because she tried to launch a music career off of that. Yes, she did. And that was one of the main storylines of Hogan Knows mm-hmm. Best is that Brooke had a burgeoning music career. Right. Showstopper. No, that is that no, that's not her, is it? I don't I don't know. I don't remember her yeah, song. She at danced all. around and she, you know, did things. That what was is nice she up her. to? But you know, now look at it. It's like we don't know what she's doing. We now. don't know what she is. Now, maybe Brooke Hogan had middling success launching her career via reality television. But certainly in the subsequent years, we've had plenty of celebrity children become ultra famous. Look at the Hadid sisters. They have become A-list models. Yolanda Hadid, their mother, signed up for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And then... I mean, you have... Like, you do have... The world would not know Jack Osborne if it were not for the Osbournes. Or Kelly. Kelly. Or Kelly, for that matter. Exactly. I mean, they, they really... That's how they paved their own way for their own careers. Somewhat circuitously, right? Like, Jack kind of... They both had their own little hiccups. Yeah. Um, but they both have kind of settled in to figure out who they want to be in their public lives. And that's worked for them. So this is a tale as old as time. Um, but I wonder what impact the parent parental divorce will have on this, especially because they're not leading with it at all. No. So, I mean, this is still buried. Yeah, this I was like, wow. And Sylvester Stallone talking about this reality series of him and his family on the carpet. I think it's it, it will focus on the daughters. But then, ooh, yikes. Remember the blind items that we read about Sylvester yeah. Stallone? Yeah. He, yeah. He concerning his daughters and the friend of his daughters. Yeah. And perhaps maybe the reason why this celebrity divorce is happening is because Sylvester Stallone, oops, is going to have another kid with one of the uh, friends of his one of his daughters. I mean, I feel That's like just the gossip. They need to take a peek at their footage and see if they've got another story that they can yeah. release. I don't think that's going to make it to the Yikes. final cut. Yeah. Oh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-back. after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. Uh, celebrities behaving badly. We do take our duty seriously to tell you all about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Yeah, we're just hanging out. Just chilling. Just some ladies. Yeah. Just galling around. That's right. And uh, we've got for you these celebrities behaving badly. We call them... D-Bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Of the day. Listen, this is more of a D-bag update. Ooh. Okay, so remember yesterday, I this is not a quiz. I know you remember who my D-bag was because it was a big deal. I made it Taylor Swift. I mean, look, that that is that is a serious day. Let the record show. I know. That Colleen once called Taylor Swift a D-bag. But you know what? I'm actually going to kind of take it back because sort of, but not really. Here's the update. And um, in the interest of full disclosure, the reason I called Taylor Swift my D-bag yesterday was because during an interview uh, at the Toronto International Film Festival, uh, she said 
that essentially, you know, that red scarf that was the center of the story all too well. Yes. That was a song on her album, Red. And then she re-recorded when she re-recorded her masters. And that version was a 10-minute version that she also made into a short film. Okay, yeah. so that's like, go. that's the journey. Yeah, that was beautiful. There is a red scarf at the center of that song. The red scarf gets allegedly left at the the male in the story's sister's house. And then she finds that he has kept that thing. Yes. She said that was a metaphor, you guys. There's not a real red scarf because people were always asking about this red scarf. Now, that song is allegedly about Jake Gyllenhaal. Now, when she said it was a metaphor, I did not go any further in the conversation. I was like, rude, you should have told us earlier. Well, yeah, because the Taylor Swift stands going after not only Jake Gyllenhaal, right. but Maggie Gyllenhaal, too. She's had to address this on red carpets. Yes. And she's like, I don't look. I don't even know. I, I didn't. She didn't even know. No. Well, it turns out she said, this is what she actually said. The scarf is a metaphor, um, and we turned it red because red is a very important color in this album, which is called red. And then she said, um, I think that when I say it's a metaphor, I'm just going to stop. And I'm just going to say thanks for the incredible questions. To whoever asked it, you've really taken us for a ride with that one. Thank you. Okay, so she got flustered, didn't want to talk about it. I thought to myself, that scarf is a metaphor for her virginity. Oh, okay. And then I, I swept that thought away because I thought, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But then I went to BuzzFeed News and guess what? Ooh, others. Are you, are, is your theory being corroborated? Taylor Swift's seriously awkward reaction to the scarf and all too well being a metaphor has left people convinced that she lost her virginity to Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Now, I am not one to spread gossip and rumors. Well, I mean, look, nobody's listening. It's just two, it's gals, just two gals talking into microphones. Galling around. <laughs> I, it just occurred to me, I thought, that is, you know, she's... So now I'd, I want to undebag her, because I actually then, if indeed it is a metaphor for that thing, I want to celebrate the fact that she didn't need, feel the need to be overt about that and that she didn't then um make that the thing right right it is not her fault that swifties everywhere went bonkers about the red scarf right true because that's what swifties do yeah they i read, know because i am one <laughs> takes one to know one sure thing mm-hmm. so i actually have a ton of respect for her if indeed that is what she meant to say and that she didn't go all the way in because if she does that, then that's like very kiss and telly. Yeah. But okay. But at the same, now I've got my tinfoil hat on, <laughs> and I think that's what she wants us to believe. Well, yeah, let's go with that. I'm going to I'm going to one up your tinfoil hat mm-hmm. because of a blind item. That oh, read. the truth is out there. Well. <laughs> No, the truth isn't out there, but the hot goss is out oh. there, courtesy of NT Lawyer. So our oh. blind item that we read earlier in the show, Colleen, essentially alluded to the fact that Taylor Swift really wants an Oscar. Yeah. And one of the possible ways that Taylor could win an Oscar is if this mm, short film she was yeah. no, she presented at the Toronto International Film Festival would be nominated for Best Short Film. Yeah, so she so, it is. it would be... 
it would be in her best interest to get as much buzz going about it again. Yeah. Right. Because it was really buzzy when it first came out. Yeah. And she can keep the conversation going. She just dropped a little Easter egg, a little mystery for Taylor Swift fans. And if she's on the award show track, then that's a point for conversation Mm -hmm. that goes back into the artistry of the film. So if she wants to get an Oscar and wants to get her way to an EGOT at some point in her life, yeah, then this might be this a way to do path. it. Yeah, the, you know, metaphors, man. Right? That's what filmmakers do. They metaphor all over the place. Yeah, just, uh, just get, like, get them Throw up. them all out there. Yeah. Don't say anything explicitly. Did you just say get a mop? Yeah. Okay. Clean it up. That's a metaphor. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Holly, who's your D-bag? Oh, Oh, okay, big feelings. Well, I mean, she she did it to herself, so I mean, why why am I having big feelings about it? But, and we're going to talk about this person a little later in a program, Britney Spears. Oh, it's my D-bag of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For a very specific post that she put up on her Instagram account. Now, this time yesterday... Britney Spears had deleted her Instagram account, yeah. as she is wont to do. And we wondered, how long will this last? Well, how long will this last? While well, we have our answer. Yeah. And she came back yesterday. And then... So gonna, just, it, like, within two hours, she came back. Yeah, within two hours, she came back. And then she decided to post the following yesterday afternoon. Now, she posted, as she's wont to do, a picture with a quote. Mm-hmm. Um... And Britney Spears decided to quote comedian Rodney Dangerfield. Interesting. She gets no respect, apparently. Right? One of the great minds of our time, Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. So she quoted the following and put it on her And Instagram. did a triple Lindy. <laughs> yeah. Back to school. It's good. Quote, I found there was only one way to look thin. Hang out with fat people. So said Rodney Dangerfield. Hey. Okay. No, we don't love that. But then Britney Spears decided to pontificate on Rodney Dangerfield's joke with the following. Quote, I wish I could have chosen the nannies for my children, my dancers. I mean, if I had Christina Aguilera's dancers, I would have looked extremely small. Whoa. That is a big teeth-sucking moment. Yeah, that's a big yikes Mm -hmm. from Britney Spears. Um, Well, then she's doubled down. I mean, why not talk about it? And then she goes on to have some more words about the state of her life at the time, saying, don't you think my confidence would have been a bit better if I could have choose where I lived, ate, whom I called on the phone, dated, and was on stage with me? And she goes on and on. But I am specifically lasering in on the picture post Mm -hmm. and her comment about Christina Aguilera's dancers. Okay. I don't know why she did that. But somebody was paying attention to that. And that someone was Christina Aguilera. Mm. Her former former co-star on the Mickey Mouse Club. Her former main competition in the pop star. Yeah, I mean, truly, they were like the rivals of the blonde pop stars. Yeah, they were like Coke and Pepsi. Totally. They were like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. 100%. Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears 20 years ago. Well, Christina Aguilera unfollowed Britney Spears on Instagram. 
You know, and the thing that is so weird, I mean, there's so much strange about this, but I want to say Christina Aguilera was pretty vocally supportive of Britney. Yes. Earlier in this process of the Free Britney movement, right? Yes, she has. Now, I don't have the exact receipts in front of me concerning Christina Aguilera's comments. But yes, she has been a supporter of Britney Spears throughout this ordeal, at least in recent years. I just, I, and we're going to, like you said, you did refer to this. We are going to talk about this a little bit later in the show about Brittany and kind of what's the, what she's processing over the Instagram. And I would say, like, I just, I have a hard time with that level of cruelty. Yes. Especially with somebody who can't defend themselves in that forum. Right. And also who has shown you a ton of support and respect. I just that that makes me sad. I'm here for her having her journey. I I don't like the jabs at other artists. Yeah. In that and way. then and then justifying the jabs because of the experience that she's processing. Yeah. And you know, I I would like that's an inside thought yeah. Britney Spears. Yeah. That doesn't need to be posted globally. On the World Wide Web. And, so, and you know, look, people in the comment section were asking Britney Spears to delete this one. You know, the the most liked comment was from a, a random inner, it, you know, what's fascinating about this, Colleen, is that you look at Instagram and the algorithm on Instagram tends to favor those with blue checkmark accounts, meaning right. they're verified. No blue checkmark account is up front and center on this post because the most liked reply on this is from just a rando Instagram user saying this one's a no. That got over 17,000 likes. There you go. So no blue checkmark prominence on this one. Yeah. Uh, Well, and, you know, getting that kind of negative feedback on this post, what makes it kind of makes me wonder if she's just out of kind of a strident spite. She's just going to keep it up there. But who yeah, knows? I don't know. I, don't I just know. I, there's it, it makes me uncomfortable yeah. for a number of reasons. And yeah. also, like, I don't it's just yeah. bringing up an old thing and bringing somebody else into the chat that didn't ask to be part of the narrative. Right. And it's I understand holding on to a lot of the things that were done to you. Uh, or on your behalf by the conservatorship, uh, that I feel like you can live in that past mm-hmm. in the way that you need to in order to process through it. Yeah, um, I don't. I I I I just question why why you had to bring Christina Aguilera into it. Yeah, and by all means, it looks like the way that I'm interpreting Britney Spears's words here at the end of this post. She said, "Anyways, I'll be here talking about things people never talked about." So. In her mind, it seems right. like she's almost being this truth teller. Right. But the way that it's received is like, oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, honey. I do hope that there is a closing of the loop in the in the sense that I hope that Christina Aguilera, in some way, shape, or form, maybe not, actually. I was going to say, like, allows, like, lets her know how that affected her. Or why she chose to unfollow. But then I wonder if, if I don't Brittany's think, in a position to do anything with that right now. Yeah, and I don't, I, know I don't even think Christina Aguilera is in the position to justify anything. It's she like, probably just know, was like, just unfollow. Like, yeah. I don't need that in my, in my life. Mm-hmm. Yikes. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got our own awards today. You know, last night the Emmys aired. 
Um, and we talked, we've talked about them uh, earlier in the show. We're going to talk about them again in the next hour. But I thought, you know what? I feel awardy now. I feel like I have some things I'd like to recognize, Holly. In the, the field of excellence. Yes. Uh, and this would be the Cobra Awards for Excellence in Stupid Headlines. And actually, just like really good headlines. And also, maybe one that just is all around very sad. I'd like to just give some headline awards for the report of the report when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. And Holly, hi. hi. I got to turn on my mic. Oh, Don't yeah. Okay, there it is. Uh, Holly's doing a lot of things today. She's got eight hands. It's really impressive. Um, but Holly, uh, I got kind of in an awardy mood last Ooh. night after yeah. watching the uh, Emmy Awards. I get it. Who doesn't love a statuette honoring right? excellence in their field? And so though I do not have a statuette to share uh, today, I did decide to throw together just some quick awards for some things that we come across a lot on the Colleen and Bradley show in our own profession behind the scenes in the field of excellence yes thing i would like to workshop the name let's do it let's call them the douches yes uh i'm sure i can only imagine what the statuette will look like and people will be so happy to receive Mm -hmm. i i came up with the three headlines that i just wanted to award for um, I don't know. Just they're just good headlines uh, for a number of different reasons. They uh, they do what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and I like to appreciate a good headline. And I, to be perfectly honest, it's because when I write, I find the headline to be the hardest thing. Yeah. How do you how, how do you put it succinctly? Yes. Entice folks to click on yes. whatever article you happen to be writing. And what I've learned about the year 2022 is that for many people, the headline is actually all that they read. And so I thought, you know what? You don't Let's say. celebrate this, okay? Yay. So I would like to give oh, sorry, that's my first uh, douchey for the best Don't Worry Darling headline. And what I've learned also yeah. is that often these are on opinion pieces. They're the best headlines. Okay, so the award for best Don't Worry Darling headline goes to Holly Thomas writing an opinion piece for CNN, and this is the headline. We really do want to worry, darling, just not about what you think. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. Should we Should we let the person know... Obviously. ...that they have been awarded an inaugural Colleen and Bradley show douchey... Yes. ...in the field of celebrity headline excellence. Yes. Because here's why I love this headline. <laughs> I don't need to read the article because I've lived the article. I'm with you, Holly. Some I'm of 100% my best friends are, are the, the article. article. I honestly know exactly what you want, what you're saying without reading a word. We really do want to worry, darling, just not about what you think. They have been trying to take us on a ride. We watched the trailer for Don't Worry, Darling. This is the movie starring Harry Styles, Florence Pugh. Uh, that is directed by Olivia Wilde. The onset drama has taken more headlines than anything about the actual movie. We watched the trailer for it yesterday on during the Emmys, and I thought, I still don't know what this is about. Mm-hmm. And my husband said, what even is this movie? I said, oh, you don't know this movie? I said, what if I say 
Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine. And my husband said, oh, that movie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Holly Thomas, yes. who writes an opinion piece for the, for, for the CNN. We really do want to worry, darling, just yeah. not about what you Congratulations. Maybe we'll notify her. I did find her on Twitter. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want her to know, though, we do not have any swag in the suite. Oh. So she might not want to actually come to the awards. Okay. <laughs> this, is, I'm, this is the saddest headline. This one oh, gets... No gets an award for the absolutely heartbreaking on all levels headline. All right, should we roll the beautiful bean Let's footage? Here we go. The award for absolutely heartbreaking on all levels headline goes to BuzzFeed News for this headline. Mourners have been asked to stop leaving Paddington Bears and Marmalade Sandwiches for the Queen. Oh my gosh! I didn't want to go on that emotional journey right now. Oh, isn't that just so sad and sweet? Just and like so marmalade. Know that they were like because the last time we really like had an intimate moment with the Queen was when she was sharing a marmalade sandwich with Paddington Bear at her jubilee. Oh, oh my gosh! I saw oh. that headline and I thought, I can't, I cannot read on. Nope, I sorry. cannot. It, 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 it just absolutely obliterated me. Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna. Okay, so that is my headline award for uh, absolutely heartbreaking on all levels. Headline thoroughly well deserved. Thank all right, you. we got one more award, right? <laughs> yes, we do. This is the shadiest headline. Ooh. And the award for shadiest headline goes to, for Glamour magazine, Kathleen Walsh, in this opinion piece titled, Julia Fox once again pictured wearing what I'm pretty sure is clothes. Oh. I mean, they're not wrong, though. They're not wrong. It tells you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. What she's usually wearing may or may not be clothes. It's coverage she's there's she's covered th- things some things are covered i mean i'll be honest in that dress more things are covered than they usually are this is Julia true Fox. and that's why i can see how she was alarmed that there was clothing in this picture yeah, well congratulations yes. to all the recipients yeah, of our inaug- sure. inaugural ju- douches douches not juicy not juicy I mean, and i'm mm-hmm. sure they are i'm sure they're so excited hey before we go to break calling can we give something away real quick? i thought i was having a feeling you yes we should give feeling. we should not only give away one thing well, let's just do the one thing. Let's for do now. the one thing for now then. Our winner, 651 641 1071. Caller number seven is getting a four pack of tickets to Seavers Fall Festival in Shakopee. It's open September 17th through October 30th. Again, caller seven, 651 641 1071 gets that four pack of tickets to Seavers Fall Festival in Shakopee. See, this is perfect. We couldn't give an actual award to the award winners, but we'll give you an award. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to talk about Britney and we're going to talk about how Holly doesn't want to talk about Britney after this on My Talk 1071.